We are a work of your hands, Lord. We are unworthy creatures, Lord. We are poor, needy people, Lord. But we cry and plead to you, Lord, that you have mercy upon us, that you forgave all our sins, Lord, and all our slothfulness. And Lord, and all, and all our negligence, Lord, you will remember us that you visit us in a special way. Once again, we desire to see you. May you tire our souls, Lord. Oh, Lord, help us not to be cheated by the flesh. Let us not be cheated by the, by the devil. Let us not be cheated by this world. As it is on its way passing away. Help us, Lord God, to rise and seek your face. And be closer to the Lord God. And lay aside every way. Father, help us, Lord. He had mass upon us. Put in us all that it needs to be in us. Tell us where we need to stand. Help us, Father. We surrender ourselves to you. Come even tonight, Lord. Speak and bless us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord bless you. Let us stand in the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 4. Verse 3. Begin with verse 1. If thou wilt, if thou wilt return, O Israel, says the Lord, return unto me. And if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. Bono jukiranga, bono kiriza ukukoma o gwe israidi, bwayogira mukama, irinze jolida, iravu no jawe mizizo jo mumaso gange, kale toli julukuka. And thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth. In judgment and in righteousness, and the nations shall bless themselves in Him, and in Him shall they glory. Awolira iranga anti mukama ngabwali yomulamu mazima nemu mosango nemu botu kirivu nama wanga ne sabirango mukisamu ye eramu ye mubana mubana For thus says the Lord to the men of Jerusalem: Break up your fallow ground. And so not among thorns. Kubanga watu wayogira mukama, watu wayo, watu mukama wagamba basajaba yuda. Neeru salaminti, mukabare etakalia muiritali deme, sote musigenga mumagua. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord, and take away the foreskins 
of your heart, ye men of Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire, and burn that no, that none can quench it, because of the evil of your doings. Mwekomole erimukama mojeo ebikuta ebiemiti majamwe. Mwe abasajaba yuda nabali mu Yerusalemi. Echirui change chileme okufuru mango mulirone chocha ni wataba yinza okuchizikiza. Urububi uruwebi kurabia mwe. Urububi uruwebi kurabia mwe. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Mwkama yongere mkisa kusuma kwa chigambo che. You may be seated. Mwesa wala kutula. I want to call this sherry. Echoku higa kwa chino njaga lechua mtue. Uh, the revival that we need. Nti okudo wujia kwetuetaga. Amen. Amen. We need revival. Tuetago kudo wujia. But what kind of revival? Nye kudo wujia kwa chikula chi. In the scripture we have read. Mchawa ni kibajetisomie. God is telling his people to return. Katonda gamba wantube okuda. Unto him. Okoma wajali. And put our abominations. Sometimes back we saw what it means to return to the Lord. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, he says, uh, Turn to me, I will turn to you. And uh, we saw when we are sharing that. That God never leaves his people. But it is the people who leave him. And when you leave him. He stays there. And he will wait for you. And when you come to look for him. You have to remember where you left him. And when you go back. That's where you will find him. We saw how the parents of Jesus, we call them parents. But we know they were guardian parents. How they went a three days journey without Jesus. And they went through the kinfolks and friends. And they were looking for him. They didn't find him. Until when they went back to the original house. And when they reached the temple. That's where they found him. Because that's where. They last heard him. Amen. Amen. So where did you last leave Jesus? Do you know you can walk a long journey without him? Because you are supposed to have experience with him every day. And backsliding can take long to be realized. You can backslide without knowing your backslider. But when you last prayed honestly, when you last fasted, when you last, last was humble, and careful to observe his commandments, then that's when you last heard him. 
And unless you go back, you will not find him, you will not see him. So here he tells his people to return. And he said uh, they, 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 they should break up their fallow ground. And so not amongst thorns. What is fallow ground? Fallow ground is a place that was once tilled but has been left west for some time until it grows weeds and grows thorns and it becomes hard. That is from ground. And God is telling them to break that ground. He tells them don't sow in thorns. Because it will kill it. In other words, don't seek to do any good work. Don't try to come worship. Pay your tithe of and sing and worship. When you know there is a condition in your heart that is unbroken, there is sin, there is worldly life, there is indifference. 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 How, how, how do you put that? What is indifference? Indifference. Yeah, that Luganda has its limits. But indifference is not even exactly what Brother Nathan has said. You know, uh, when you are in that condition, that is fallow ground. Indifference may be where you don't you feel like he has said. Indifference It may be that you have indifference about about everything. About church. About others. You have that indifference. Yeah. That kind of a condition. You see, that is fallow ground. Amen? Amen. Now, don't start showing there. You've indulged in things a Christian should not indulge in. Amen? Amen? Brother Brown said, when they stop uh, doing the things, when they stop uh, doing the things they used to do and they start doing things that they should not do initially. They change their man of dress. They get mindful of what the world thinks of them than what God thinks about them. Amen? Then there are the signs of revival death. They change their man of dress. They let the cry out to reach out, the cry to reach out in the spirit. They relax on the person of the word. The, 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 
They relax. Amen. Amen. When they're there, that's backsliding. So, as long as you are backsliding your heart, so God said, don't start now doing good works. Don't start just sewing up in that condition. First break up that fallow Break it. Repent. Put things right. Go back. Uproot those stumps. Uproot the thorns. Gather them. If you have indifference with it, that brother, that sister. sister. Clean up. Go to them. Clear, clean yourself. Reconcile. You cannot find God when you have bitterness with that brother. You can't. Settle that. Go to that person. Settle that. Tell him, brother, when this and this and this happened, I have not been feeling right. Pray for me that I may get right. Confess one to another. Break up those fallow ground. Then, when you sow your seed, it will be falling in right ground. That is the revival that we need. We need a cleaning up. We need to confess our sins. We need to put things right. We get desperate. And clean our life. That's what we need. We need to stay on the knees. Cry to God until Tukabireka we get a Anyway, I want to depend many, most on the quotes that are here. And uh, now listen. Now in this great world's revival that started, that was a jubilee time for the Welsh people. They started just a bunch of illiterate people. Just preaching the gospel. And the power and the glory of God began to fall. Until businessmen would go to work. And sit down at their desk and weep like babies and close their business. Farmers in the field would on their plows or plowing. They would be sitting on their plows or plowing. They would stop their teams and get out in the field. Rank sinners and raise up their hands. And cry out for us. People walking on the roads. And everywhere. Whistle started blowing. And everything else. There was a revival on. 
That's what America needs tonight. Yeah, that's what this church needs tonight. We need that condition where we lack, even we lose appetite. Where we go to work. And we weep. Just feeling we need God. Just feeling the condition. Just getting that feeling, oh, pass me not. That's what we need. That broken condition. Amen. Amen. That's what we need. It doesn't need a Billy Graham. America does not need a Billy Graham. Our child does not need some preacher. No particular kind of preacher. That's not what we need. Not a Billy Graham. Not some manifestation. Not some this and that. Not some healings. Not some prophecies. We need that. But that's not what we need now. You know you are getting surprised. Do you mean that? I mean that. We've seen Pentecostals with miracles. We've seen Pentecostals with gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've seen them with fire, 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 fire. But yet they have no God. It is something on the surface. It finds you weak. Sinner, it leaves you sinner. That's not what we need. What we know we need is no prayer. I get a miracle. I get a blessing. That's not what we need. Amen. That one will follow as results. Results of the real kind of revival that we need. miracles. We need miracles. We need gifts of the Holy Spirit. But let those come as a result of the real revival. Revival is a hard condition. Revival is not a fruit, but it's a seed. What we are talking about of gifts, of power, of manifestation, of this and that, those are fruits. We need the fruits, but that's not what we need now. Before we can talk of fruits, we need the seed. We need the seed sown in the ground. And we need the plant. And that plant will yield those fruits. Amen. Amen. That's what we need. That's why Brother Branham said. If God would ask me. What thing would you want these people to have? I'm going to make you answer for them. 
Do you want them to dance in the spirit? He said yes. I want every one of them to dance in the spirit. He said that's right. That's good. But what would you rather have than He said I'd rather have a church that had such a burden for prayer that they stayed on this altar and would be here day and night. Why don't I look for that quote? And just read it. Yeah. That's the revival that we need. Oh, that's what we need. Not a Billy Graham. See Billy Graham. Yeah, I know we don't, that's not why we need it. Not some ministry, not some preacher. Not some gift, not some power. Let it come as a result. Let it come as a result. Let gifts come as a result. Amen. Amen. If there is any ministry or any preacher, let him come and cause that. If whatever we need is something that will cause that, that will cause that conviction and people repent. Repenting, and people turning from sin and people become uh, prayerful and be people seeking the face of God and people are forsaking sin that's what we need if we can have that whatever bring that Whatever will bring that. Whether it is a minister, whether it is a preacher, whatever can cause that in our hearts. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need, we don't need fruits. We need a plant. Amen. Amen. He said, now I would say this if I would say this morning. This group of people say. Now look. Oh, 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 we can begin somewhere. Oh my, it's going to become a long... The question came to Brother Branham. Brother Branham, I want to know a place where I can tie down and say this man has the Holy Ghost because he did this. Oh, this woman has the Holy Ghost because she did that. He said there is no way in the world to know that's right. There is no way in the world for you to know it. God is the judge. We are not to judge, but to preach the gospel. A fellow came to me some time ago. I was preaching. About, I said the other night, he came up to my house. He said, Brother Branham, I want 
I want to get rid of my sins. I want to be a Christian. He said on my porch. He said, I heard about a great man in an, uh, an interdenominational in only man by the name of Billy Graham. He said, I went to his meeting. He said, oh, wants to become a Christian. He said, oh, want to become a Christian. Hold up your hand and accept Christ as personal savior. So I raised up my hand. He said, oh, stand have a prayer. So I stayed and prayed just as sincere as I could be. He said, and he said, I don't do, and said, didn't do me any good. He said, then I went down to all Robert's meeting. He said, I heard him, uh, I heard of him. And I heard they all had such joy. Say, I went down to all Roberts and asked him, What must I do to become a Christian? He said, You get back in there. I told him, I, had just, I, just, I just held up. My hand at Billy Graham's. He said, you stay in that inquiry room until you're so happy and speak with your tongue. He said, I went in there and I prayed till I spoke with my tongue. said, and I came up and didn't do me any good. He said, and then I went to another meeting and they told me I hadn't been sanctified yet. Say, I have to get sanctified and get happy and sound. Get enough job. Prayed till I shouted. But yet still I said, brother, Every one of those things are correct. Every one of them are good. Holding up your hands, speaking with tongues, shouting, I believe in every bit of it. But yet that's not the thing. See, it's accepting the person. Christ Jesus. It's not these things are attributes. You see, we are saying what we need now is not attributes. Although attributes we need them, we want them. But I'm saying now that's not the main thing. Let attributes come from the real thing, from the thing. Shouting, speaking, dancing, running, shouting, crying, praying, whatever. That's just attributes that follow. The first thing is to accept the person Christ There is no evidence that you could say because a man cries. I've seen men cry and cry and cry crocodile tears and he's just still just as big a sinner as he could be. Listen, Jesus has now Jesus has nothing but sheep. Is that right? The sheep knows just his. The shepherd knows his sheep. 
Anybody here ever hear a God cry? Brother, you better be a surprised. If you want to know the difference, a God will cry just exactly like a sheep. Let a little old Billy God get hung up out there somewhere. And a little sheep on one side going and then just the same and I've had them down at the altar just uh, crying and crying sobbing I was like that oh God and I got all the time that's right. Shouting. Well, my. I've seen them shout till they just and they run across the floor and jump down. And you say, Brother Branham, you don't believe in crying. Don't take me wrong. Sure, I believe in crying. But I'm saying that's not the evidence. In other words, the gods who cry and the sheep who cry, the hypocrites cry and the genuine Christian cry. You cannot condemn crying. You cannot condemn shouting. Speaking tongues, you cannot condemn it. Back to the hypocrites do it and the genuine people do it. Amen. Amen. They both cry. I've seen them shout just as hard as they could shout. Just carrying on like that. There is a long ways. You know what I'm talking about. I've had them speak with the tongues. Go out and live in a kind of a life. Just do anything. That was no sign. In other words, a genuine thing for a genuine Christian, it will give you the life of Christ. It will give you the life of the word. If the Bible tells you, you turn away your face, your eyes from a woman, you will do that. If the Bible says, love your neighbor, it will do that. If the Bible says, forgive those who offend you, you will do that. Amen. Because you are a Christian. The seed of God abides in you. Amen. Amen. When you shout, you shout because Amen. the joy of the Lord is in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So, but you say, well, you are, you are against it. No, I believe in speaking tongues. It's God's gift in the church. I've seen people who condemn it. Even some indifferent people in the church. I've seen them criticize. People who shout and run around. But they themselves are formal. 
But you have no right to condemn it if you don't have it. Brother Branham, here he looks as if he's condemning it. But no one could outshout out him. Amen. Amen. For one time he was putting tongues in order. Tongues? tongues in order. And he said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. He believed it. Brother Branham here seems to be condemning Christ. But he says many times he feels like crying. He drives to the mountain. He parks there. He gets on the rock. He cries like a baby. But yet, he was saying, that's not the evidence. Amen. Amen. The sheep cry. And the goat cry. Amen. Amen. But the life is the evidence. No, I'm not. I believe in speaking tongues. Amen. Amen. If I take it out, I'll take a part of God out. If I take my tongue, my tongue out of my body, it wouldn't have a complete body. The blood of Jesus Christ has tongues in it. The blood of Jesus Christ has. He repeats, he has tongue. And you take it out. Take God, part of Christ out. But you still hasn't, you still can't say that that's the body. Amen. You can't say that's the body. The body is more than just a tongue. The body is more than just a finger. But it's accepting the person. And what is accepting the person? is to receive Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit come in your life and he lives his life in you that's what accepting the person is when he says accepting the person he's not talking about accepting Jesus as personal savior everybody claims that every sinner claims that when he talks about accepting the person, he means accepting him, opening for him, receiving him, welcoming him in your life. Amen. Amen. He's accepting the person of Christ, Jesus Christ. And then the things come right on. In and they'll fit together. Let us remember in this church. Let every member in this body, this morning, morning, let this little group of people, we could just pull the curtains down along each side. Along each side. And every person in here receive the person Christ Jesus. There would never be a fuss. There would never be a, no argument. There would just be perfect love. 
You mean people will not offend you anymore? People offend you. But if the love of God is in you, love suffereth all. Amen. You still love them. And you still pray for them. You will not call them names. You will not stay out. You will not spread yourself. No. You feel you long for them. That is God. But if you feel there are people you don't want to associate with, there are people you don't want to be close to, because you think they are wrong, it is you that is wrong. It is you, the problem is with you. Amen. But if you have Christ, Christ loved even the wrong. Amen. Amen. They, are, uh, uh, they will never be a fast. They will never be an argument. We perfect love. That's what it means. To have fellowship. Amen. Oh, I long to have some time. There are things I feel on my heart. That I should have my... My, 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 some time to emphasize them to this church. We better not go into new things. When the old genuine principles of Christianity are still failing. And then we go into deep things and, and mysteries and powerful things and powerful things. We better not go there. We better go on these simple things. Repeat them and emphasize them. And emphasize them. Amen. That would be perfect love. Among the believers, let us return to God. Where the church leave him? Here the prophet has many quotes where he said, He left him at Pentecost. Do you know even Jesus Christ was left in the temple? When they had gone on the feast of Pentecost. So, Brother Brown said even now we left Jesus at Pentecost. What was it at Pentecost? They were in one place. And they were in one account. No one was indifferent. No one was separating himself from another. No one was pulling himself away. No one was backbiting another. No one was criticizing another. And I tell you, church, that time should repeat. Where we are, we are in one place and have things common. And we are saying the same thing. We are in agreement. And our language is one. We are saying something. We have some judgment. Same judgment of things. We defend something. We defend some idea. But Be clannish. Be clannish. How do you put that in Uganda? Clannish as clannish as you can be. Muberenga, but Muberenga was Uganda. 
abantu bali clanish bebanta besosola sosola ne bagamba fetuli batoro the people who segregate themselves and make them groups themselves groups they say we are batoro now, for us, we are you Separate yourself and you love your own selves because you are only Baganda. And you separate from other people because for you, you are Baganda. Now, you are clannish. You have made up your clan of Baganda, the one side. And you love yourselves much more. You take care of yourselves much more because you are the same. You are of the same group. Now, if you are clannish in church and you make such a group, that is of the devil. But again, we are allowed, we are commanded as a whole church to be clannish. As a whole church, that we are so close together as one group, as one group of believers. Kaspekot bad, kaspekot bad group. Amen. Amen. You separate yourselves from the world and the acts of the world and the people of the world and the relatives. But you feel you, now this is my brother, this is my sister. We are, you are clannish, you are brothers and sisters in Christ. You know that you are a different, a special, peculiar bad. So be clannish. You pull together. Amen. As clannish as you can be. They were in one place. With one mind. They were sharing all things equally. Pentecost. That is Pentecost. They were in one place. They have one idea. They share everything equally. They have one language. The same mind. That is how Pentecost was. We have to go back to Pentecost. Amen. Amen. We have to go back to Pentecost. That is the will of God. That is where they left God. Anani and Safira. Anani and Safira. When they wanted to bring in a different spirit, they died. Anani and Safira. Anani and Safira. They have to die. May our Lord be praised. The church. We know there are three kinds of believers in the church. Not where you, 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 you look at somebody as an unbeliever. But not where those three kinds of believers. It's God who knows them. But as believers, we should look at everybody as a Every brother or sister. And if there is any reason that would make you not look at him as a it must not be the hanging and be left there. And say, ah, the church we are kind. They are also children of the devil. I think he, belong, he also no. belongs to the devil. No. If you think somebody is of the devil, you have to correct him. 
That was not at Pentecost. Where were the children of the devil at Pentecost? They used to know themselves that we belong to God and the other part group. They were in one accord. They were one. Praise be to the name of our Lord. They were one. They were in one brother was a brother. Brother Branham Nagam. Well, Branham said, fellowship. That in fellowship. If there's anyone that you know something about that is not right. And he says, even if it's a feeling, you have a feeling towards that person. He says, You will give an accountability for that person or for that sin. You shouldn't have any person that you have a bad feeling towards. You have to be that when you look into the congregation from the first law, they are God's children. They are all God's children. Up to the last row. Oh, the rows and cows. They are God's children. If there is someone that you know to be a hypocrite, and then you keep quiet. No silica. You cover it up. No chivica. You excuse. No chigumi. No chileka. You will answer that objection. That's how fellowship should be. O kutabagana. O kunga na wekuto kubanda kubera. That is true fellowship. O kuchechegezo kutabagana. If someone is there, there is controlly. Ngata akonta na. It is your duty. Muri mugo. To help him be right. O kumuya mbo kuterera. You have to go to him. O inogena jali. You have to correct him. You have to wrestle it. Until you win him. If he refuses. Becomes complicated. What does the prophet say? Check somebody else. If he doesn't change. Out. It brought to the church. And the church will dismiss him. And then he said. God says, if you dismiss him down there, I will dismiss him up here. God is waiting on you. You dismiss him up. He dismisses him up. You, if you keep him, it's up to you. Amen. God considers him to be part of you. But if he's contrary, God stays out. Because you want that sinner. And he's polluting the place. And God will not come to pollute the place. So he stays away. Because you want him. If you want God back. Deal with that one. Deal with that Akan. When Akan is out. Then God will come. Amen. That's the principle. But it should be that everybody. Whether you be your brother, whether you be your child, whether you be your husband, you know he's walking right. If he's not walking right, it is your responsibility to handle it. That is the Pentecostal church. Because everybody must be a brother. Actually, to ignore you. To ignore you and say, how, how do I know this could be a child of Satan? 
that is judging you and Uko, condemning you. Kuba kusalira musango na kusingisa musango. Ukugama nti awo like a man understand. So, mm. Tirijali. Whatever he does, it's up to him. Why do I bother with him? Sometimes people misunderstand. When we excommunicate people, we are giving them a test. Because we love them. If they are of God, let them be out there. Let them come to themselves. Let them have a chance of being dealt with so that they crawl in. But keeping them here when they are children of the devil is not safe for them. If they are of God, it will help them to be out. Because Brother Ron said, if they are of God, God will deal with them. And then they come back. But if you say, let him be there. If he's not as uh, child of God, yeah, why, why throw him out? He's not a child of God to begin with. Then you're condemning him. Give him a chance to be out in the hands of Satan. If he's a child of the devil, all the same. He's a child of the devil. Let him be there. Permanently there with his devil. And brother Bram said. Then the devil will take him finally to his eternal place. But if he's a child of God. You've given him a chance. Now to. Uh, to come out. To come. To come in. Yeah. You've given him a chance to come in. Amen. Amen. So there will be just a perfect love. That's the will of God. The church to be in perfect love. Every brother is a brother. Every sister is a sister. Amen. Amen. There is respect among one another. They respect one another. They respect the deacons. They respect the, 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 the elders in the church. That is how church should be. Yet you will you will still believe this and believe that. But it will just be so full of love. That's it. Now Jesus said By their fruits you shall know them And the fruit of the spirit is love Joy, peace, love, suffering, goodness, Now I will give you my estimation Of what I think the closest thing To an evidence that a man is a Christian Than anything I know of You know what it is is to avail of soul. Amen. Amen. A person Omuntu. that is always so hungering and thirsting for God. They just simply day and night. They just can't stand it. Now, Brother Bram said that is his estimation. Of the closest thing to an evidence. Remember he said. There is no particular thing you can use. For an evidence. No. No shouting. No speaking tongues. Not crying. No this no that. But now he said. The closest. 
You know the recent one. But the closest is this. Travail of song. Travail of song. the closest. this man is a Christian. This woman is a Christian. This boy is a Christian. This girl is a Christian. He said. Uh, a person that is always so hungering and thirsting for God. Can you have that? Hungering and thirsting. And you, you just come on Sunday. And instead of walking to church, after work, you walk home. And you can. You rather reach late. You rather reach at a time like this when it's approaching eight. But if better late than never, if you have hunger, you have fast, you better reach there and say the closing prayer of them. A person that is ever hungering, thirsting for God. That's why sometimes we can just know who is who? We look at how much thirst you have. How much thirst you have. We test your hunger. For God, for the world. For fellowship. Then we know who you are. Amen. So hungering and thirsting for God. Day and night. They can't stand it. They got, to, they got to do something for God. They are full of love. And they're just a sort of veil. Just a veiling all the time. The Bible says. He that goeth forth sowing. Will doubtless return again rejoicing, bringing with him precious. Is that right? Now, look. Uh, if I would say this morning, this little group of people, and God said, Now, look, William Branham, and I'm going to make you answer to that people what you tell them. Do you want them all to shout? Do I want them to shout? Do you want them all to speak in tongues? I want every one of them to. Do you want them all to dance in spirit? I want every one of them to. All right. Well, that's very good. But what would you rather have them to do? I'd rather have a church. That had such a burden on their heart for prayer. That they just stayed at this altar. And would be here. Not somewhere else. Be here. Day and night. And then you say, you mean coming to church is what makes you a Christian? Yes. If you are a Christian, you can, your mom, your dad cannot leave you in the house sleeping Friday overnight and you just relax in your bed and you blanket on your head and you're a Christian. Never. It's not possible. It's not possible. 
If it's possible, the prophet is a liar. He says the closest thing to an evidence is someone who hangs night and he would be here. They long to be in church. Praying. Seeking the first of when you find a church, when they no longer come spend night praying, let them not deceive you. Those deceivers, those liars, and say, No, me, ah, I love God. I love God and I know Him. Knowing God it does not mean to be That's what it will cause. It will cause that. If you love him. If you are alive. If you are spiritually alive. It will cause that. You can't just settle at home. Hey, come on. Trust me to be. Trust me to be a bit spiritual. The what I'm telling you is the will in the mind of God. I can find many scriptures. So many quotes of the prophet. He said you cannot say you love God. And you sit at home. Wednesday night. And you go to church. And have fellowship with your brothers. Amen. So there is no way. You can say you are, you, are, you love God. You are spiritually healthy. And you, you ignore. You despise. Fellowship. You despise the word of God. You despise prayer. The more healthy you are spiritually. The more prayerful you are. There is a saying that a sinning man will stop praying. You start indulging in sin. Sin, 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 sin. The spirit of prayer leaves you. You can't even pray. You lack even words. You lack even the, the fire, the vigor, the unction. You lack even the vocabulary to pray. Why? Sin has choked your prayer life. Prayer is a spiritual element. And sin chokes it. It pierces it. It kills it. But when you get it spiritual, the language for prayer develops. The dynamics in prayer develops. The language, the vocabulary develops. Amen. Amen. The fire develops. It should be the other way around. That when you are, sin, you are in sin, you pray more. Because you're getting, you want to get rid of it. No. Sin kills it. Because prayer is spirituality. Sin kills spirituality. Prayer is godliness. We don't pray just to get rid 
we pray because that is the nature of godliness. Prayer is the nature of God. So when you're godly, the spirit of praise on you. You you need to pray. And you don't, you can't stop. You want to stop, but the grip is too strong. You don't want to stop. You seek to stop. And you can't stop. Would kneel down to pray from seven to seven. And it's just like this. He has entered that life. It has taken over. That's the same person start sinning. That thing will die. It will die. Even the desire to come to church, it will die. Why they don't want to come to church is because they are sinners. They are in sin. That's why they don't want to come to church. Let them not deceive you. You cannot just start losing appetite for food when you're not sick. Amen. Amen. So, Hakati. prayer. Okusaba. A sitting man will stop praying. But a praying man will stop sitting. Praying man will stop sitting. Oh, just pray and enter that overdrive. overdrive. Pray and enter that realm. You will wonder how weak. Sin is how temptation, how weak temptation is, how powerless it is. Just enter that realm. Get lost in God. Amen. Amen. Prayer. It's a sweet burden. It's a burden that is sweet. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. They rather have a church that has such a burden on their heart for prayer. They just said of this altar will be here. This altar is not talking about altar at home. Not altar, not altar at home. We shall read that one because it's so important. We shall read that one. But at the moment, I'm quoting will stay on this. This altar. I feel so bad that speckled bird is backslidden. That you don't longer come at night and you the find people. Chino, no oh, the altar here the church full of people praying. It should be like that. Amen. Amen. It should be like that. Come on. Arise out of your bed. Come back to church. And pray. Pray. Stay here. 
Day and night. Leave your house. Leave your wife. Leave your husband. Tell him I'm going to church. Amen. Buy a prayer combat. Buy a prayer combat. Something suitable to brave the conditions of the night. Come to church and pray. Pray, pray, pray. Come the following night.
What is killing us are these traditional prayers. Let us pray for food. Let us pray as we go to sleep. Let us pray as we wake up. Somebody lead us in our own prayer. That's what is feeding us. Have something more than that. Reach a realm in prayer. Where even when you go to bed, after you prayed and pray, your lips are still moving. And your heart is moving. Until your sleep takes you. When you are in that world, be lost in prayer. That's what we need. Amen. I'd rather have such a ch uh, uh, church that has such a burden on their heart for prayer that they just stayed at this altar. Be here day and night. Day and night. And everything else. And in their house. Was constantly in prayer. And humble. And trying to get people come to God. Oh and humble. Humble. Not haughty. Not arrogant. Not know it all. Not we are the people. Humble. Humble. Amen. Amen. Oh, may the Lord give us such families. People that are humble. Humble. Was constantly in prayer. And trying to get people come to and God. And making calls to the hospital. And visiting the sick. And trying to get people come to church. And do right. Oh, hallelujah. Humble. Seeking to win souls to God. I feel there is a lot we could speak about that. I wonder how many people here that are training their children to help the needed people. They train their children to be humble. They train their children to win souls. That you can say, you can teach them the greatest and the main thing on earth is to win souls. To, to work for God. And trying to get people come to church. And do right. Somebody trying to get people come to church. That is the right state of a believer. Everyone, every believer is struggling to bring someone come to church and be right. Brother Brown say if you're not winning souls, you are barren. And rather be barren physically than spiritually. Because physically some of you have failed even to win your children to God. And if you're barren physically. But not spiritual. You have children in glory. But if you have children physical. You have children physical. Oh how it bothers us. You have physical children. But physical children. Some, we, we, you, you, some people will go to heaven without even a single child. They live here. Amen. Amen. But if you have spiritual. Amen. Amen. 
You will find, you will go with them there. Brother Brown said, every soul you win to Christ, when his star is shining in glory, your name will be wrapped in it. Amen. Amen. That is your child that you brought to Christ. How many here have a convert here? Raise your hand. You have a convert. I'm not talking about your husband. Or your wife. Something more than that. Raise up your hand. About nine. You cannot spend years and years in church. Live alone But a full year. It means you are a barren tree. The life of Christ cannot be in you. The true life of Christ, the genuine life. And it does not change others. It's not possible. It's not possible. My first time to go into a Balokole church, I went with a convert. Because when I got saved, I started winning souls right away. It's not possible. You spend a year and another year without a person to Christ. It means in you there is no seed. I'm not just abusing, abusing you, I'm just speaking spiritual. You are like a sterile man. In, in a, the way it would be in a manhood ways. You have no life. You are sterile. If you are sweet potato, you are rotten. Mm -mm, mm -mm, not rotten. No. So I got to remember to but a living thing dynamic. is dynamic. Something that has life is dynamic. Praise be to the name of our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When we ask for preachers to raise up your hand, they raise up their hands. Never raise up your hand again. You call yourself a preacher. You've never won a soul. I don't care whether you preach every day. But if you're a preacher, you have to be winning souls. Amen. It's not possible. Now you convince us that you are a preacher. And we count you, you, you preach. Now we give you a pulpit preacher. You don't start from here. No, sir. What is in you and can help our lives can also grip a sinner and convict him and convert him or her. 
Amen. Call, yeah. Making calls to the hospital of Christmas and trying to get people come to church and do right. I'd rather have that than all the other put together. Though the other is right, it belongs in the church. But if I, I had to have it, I'd put that first. Because if you've got that, the other will take place. If you've got that, if you just get so hungry for God, shouting will take place. If you got so hungry for God, speaking will take place. If you got so hungry for God, you just keep on hungering. Do you see that even the others will come when you have this? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Now let us go back to the Welsh revival. That's what America needs tonight. America, That's what this church needs. Doesn't need a Billy Graham. No, I don't need a Aurora Robert. What it needs tonight is the Holy Spirit moving among us the people. Claiming the year of freedom. Claiming the year of freedom. Do you know what that means? The year of freedom is the year of uh, liberty. It's the year of release. You are released. You are released from your taskmaster. Who is your taskmaster? It is that spirit that causes you to commit fornication. It is that spirit that causes you to watch immoral videos and pictures. It is that spirit that causes you to drink. Yes. Of recent I learned the teenagers among us who go to drink and they drink and they come back. You can never know them here. But they drink. They go to disco. And they dance. And they drink. And they are members of Speckled Bad. So, you are bound. You are bound. The year of freedom is to set you free from that bondage, from that taskmaster, that, that thing that is causing you to do that, because it is not you doing it, it is the devil, it is the devil doing that in you, and he has held you captive, until he wants to take you to hell, but the year of freedom, set free, being set free from that. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's right. Doesn't need a new organization. Doesn't need a new setup. The only thing it needs is the Holy Spirit to come in convicting power. Convicting power. Salvation comes by conviction. Not these people being because you are hand ready handed. Now I'm sorry. There is no conviction. Salvation comes from conviction. 
We need the power, the convicting power in here. And people hating sin. And people being troubled by sin. And sin is like poison in their lives. It's burning them up. And they come up to repent. You could preach the gospel till you turn gray. You could work signs and wonders till you turn gray. Except God gets out amongst the people. And goes to moving. That means we can preach the gospel and God is not the people. And God is not in the people. We can perform miracles. And God is not the people. Miracles taking place is not the sign of revival. No. God is a healer. But he was a healer in Israel. They walked in for 40 years in the wilderness. Every day was a day of miracle. The food they ate was a miracle. The clothes were miracle. The water they drank was miracle. Miracle every day. And yet, men of them God was not happy. They were idolaters. They were adulterers. They were politicians. Amen. Amen. Why? When that revival started, a minister went down the place where there was a culvert. They crossed the road. Stopped his horse. Got over his cal this culvert. And said, Almighty, oh, wait over. And said, Almighty oh, God, this city is all polluted down here. Said, Cause every man, woman, the process over this car to fall and the, the conviction by your spirit. He went and got a good faithful warrior. Stuck him under that place. Stay in there. Day and night, fasting and praying. We are talking about conviction. We are talking, we are talking about fear. Some people, they fear hell. Some people, let me give you an example. Recently, we had a brother here. Preacher with a gift that can, can see things. And people fear. And fear. And uh, by that they think that they are being helped. Yes, it can help. But just because you are fearing to be exposed. So this one is an adulterer. And then you come to pastor. 
That does not mean that you are repentant. That does not mean that you are converted. No, you have feared. There are some, some ones here. I was going to use a strong word. There are some ones here. I told them, I need to see you to see me. We talk more. They have never bothered. They don't, they, they, they don't fear. I mean, they don't, they are not convicted. They are still sinners. But if you are convicted, if you are not baptized, you can go and seek one to baptize you even if it's at night. You don't want the next day to come before. If it is repentance, you don't have peace. You must confess it. You don't want another son to rise and before. You have put it right. That is conviction. Not fear. No. No. Police being so vigilant does not convert sinners. I mean, police thieves, they can fear. But they are sinners all the same. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Cain was right in the presence of God but he did not repent. I know fellows here that we talked and said yes now, now I'm busy uh, but I'll come and I meet them every day and they have they don't care. They, 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 not, are they are not sure that they are right. But they don't care. Because they feel there is nothing to fear. They are not Christians. Those people are not Christians. Let me tell you, if you're a Christian and you have your conviction, you want to be sure. You will, you will hunt for your pastor. You will hunt for him. And you tell him everything. And you're willing to be guided. What can I do? What shall I do to be right? That's how it will be. You remember on the of Pentecost. Men and brethren. What shall we do? That's what it means. But you find these Ishmael's. Very difficult. Very heady. High-minded. Wild. Balaru. Wild, indifferent, and temable. Unguidable. No conviction. And without conviction, you cannot be cured. He went on in the city and asked his permission to ask blessing 
at the table. Before the dinner was served, said, said alright. And the student said, Lord God, calls every man. Now let me tell you, if you are just comfortable, by being in church and hiding your life. Let me tell you, you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. I can, I can, I can almost call names and say you, 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 you. You are wasting your time. You are, you are a hypocrite. You are a pretender. Just a make believer. You, you know. If you are a true Christian. You should have come up already. To seek help. You know the life you are living. I have your names here. But I don't want to speak to you. But if you can hide and cover yourself and seek a plaster on the top of the rotten wound and you pretend and God bless you. That is not salvation. That's religion. Amen. Amen. A true Christian, if he falls, he will run to look for his pastor. He can, call, he can knock his door midnight. I'm in trouble. In trouble. What is it? I've kissed a woman. I've been kissed by a man. Help me. I'm in trouble. That's a true Christian. That's a savable vessel. That's a Christian. That's a child of God. You remember Nelly when he went to the disco? Came running. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill. I'm in trouble. Please, Bill. It was like she has been beaten by a snake. And Brother Brown prayed for her and she was And that was just falling in the hands of a man. In a disco. She entered and she falling herself in the hands of a man. And she, ah, I'm a Christian. This is wrong. The other day God said, she went to look for help. Bill, 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 That's a Christian. But what about these liprobates? Who drink and commit fornication and still stay in church? He, he went on in the city. Asked for blessing at the table. Before the dinner was served. Said, and his students said. Lord God. Cause every man and every woman. That sits at this table. Come under conviction. And it was said. And wrote it by papers. 
Men would pass over the Calvary, stop their horses on the road, and start weeping and crying. Men and women would come to the table and sit down to eat to get their food and push it back and weep and cry and repent. That's the kind of revival that we need tonight. Where God gets out amongst the people. Uh, let me tell you. A person who has been pardoned you, you just need to get time to console that person. Sister. Sister. Believe the Lord, He forgave you. The Lord forgave you. They don't even easily get consolation that they oh, believe no. no. Sin is still disturbing them. And it's as if they've been poisoned. You struggle to console that person to make them believe. Didn't you confess? You believe that you were forgiven. Believe you were forgiven. But this way, I was forgiven. Ah, leave me alone, I was forgiven. They are not pardoned. They are not forgiven. They are not forgiven. The other time here, there's a guy who came here in this line. And she told me her, her sins. I told her, You you have to meet me. And I get time to talk to you deeply. That is how when I will pray for you. Now, I think she had the preacher say, You've been forgiven. I told you, you have, you have to meet me. Your category needs a, a, a private interview. And I wrote to her, Sister, sister I want to meet you. She told me. Over what? Kuchi. By the way, God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you. Now Sister. Sister. You know I needed to meet you. I'm busy. I'm busy. But uh, anyway, tell me over what? Kuchi. Hey. Children of Satan. I ask her. If your father calls to meet you. Can you ask him. Anyway. I told her anyway. You remember I asked you to meet you in that. If it is about what I confess. I'm speaking doing like that because that is how she if wrote the message. If it means what I confess, Brother Elijah said it is finished. What's wrong 
What's wrong with we human beings? Trying to complicate things. Digging up sins of others. That are, that are in the sea of forgetfulness. That person is not forgiven. You know, sometimes such kind of things can prick me. And I just say, if I, if I be a man of God, Elijah told, told that son of Jezebel, he told his forces, if I be a man of God, let fire come from heaven. There are some people you feel they don't deserve to ever call you a pastor. When you look at their attitude towards you. I told her sister I wrote a message. Sister, if I were you I would be humble enough. But I advise you one day when you get a pastor and he's a real man of God you should learn to respect him. Then she wrote back hey, you're my pastor. Oh, I'm sorry if I've been rude I'll look for you. She has not looked for me. But she come to church every, every Sunday. She has never looked for me. And I don't care. And I will not look for her. I'm not her pastor. Let me tell you. Some of you are going to go to hell. For despising God's servants. If we are real servants of God. And you have that attitude. Let me warn you. You are in trouble. May the Lord, may, may you be caught by the chance that what you are treating that way are not God's servants. But if we are God's servants and you treat us that way and you think you know God personally, you don't need that command. You are in trouble. I'm you are in trouble. Such a creature is in trouble. There is no way. No way you can make it. No way you can have favor with God. No way. The way you treat your pastor is the way you, are, you treat Jesus. The way you treat your pastor. Jesus received that treatment. Jesus Christ. Directly. That's true. That is the word. One day you realize. That God had given you a pastor. And that was your favor. God is favor for you. Ah. Ah, oh no, I'm already for no, no, no. Brother, a person who has been forgiven. 
You even need to console that person. Don't mind. God forgive you. Brother Branham lied. And he told the wife, tell them I'm not, around, I'm not in and he moved out. And he went to pray for a child and God rebuked him. Brother Branham came back and repented to the wife. He repented to the tax collector. And he went before God. And he spent the whole day praying. And at the end of the day, he is not yet sure whether God has forgiven him or not. And he said, Lord, if you've truly forgiven me, may you pass pass before me. Give me a sign. As you pass before Moses, also pass before me. And then a before him. And it fell upon his life. And it fe he felt like the burden has left him. And he jumped up and down in the street. And he shouted, he screamed Sanyu. with a scream, with a voice. Because he's sure, he's now happy he's been forgiven. The whole day, he is praying even for a sign whether he's been forgiven or not. Do you, you think, for you, you think forgiveness is easy? That's why you say, ah. We can start a meeting, work signs and wonders. I not sit here. I not sit here. I go out. And sometimes, in the meeting, blind see, deaf hear. The people come around and look. That's wonderful. When the revival is gone, you don't hear of them no more. They are right back. Well, yes, I believe that. What it needs tonight is not a new preacher. What it needs is the Holy Spirit. Get out among us, the people. God stirring them up. Hungering and thirsting for righteous sake. Blessed are they when they hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Wherever it is, it takes the Holy Spirit to do it. Now in these days when, this pre when they take man out there and maybe hoeing in the cornfield the master walking down whipping him with a whip. Hurry up there. Hurry up there. Got to hurry up with, with this. But just as soon as that trumpet sounded, that man could throw that hole I won't hold with it no more. If that taskmaster, the slave driver, was forbidden, 
was forbidden to touch him anymore. Because he was free. Why? He had had the good news. That Jubilee was on. The atonement was made. And all the slaves could go free. Brother, there is no way in this day at all to escape this damnation that waits the people outside of an old-fashioned Holy Ghost center. I have nothing against my brethren. And I'm speaking of myself. But we are evangelists. Billy Grams is a great evangelist. Billy Roberts. Roberts a great evangelist. They are great men. We appreciate them. But we don't need evangelists. What is it? Organization. Organizing politics, getting the Methodist, Baptist, Methodist groups together to cooperate and show how big we can be and how many we can draw out. We need a waiting on God. Till the Holy Ghost comes with power and deliverance. We need salvationists. Not evangelists. We need salvation. We can take this mountain. Who is that mountain before us? It will be like a plan. God say remain in that land. What we need today is not a revival, a breaking out of salvation like the days of West Revival when the people in the shops fell under conviction, crying and bootle. What we need eh? is like the days of West Revival when the people in the shop fell under conviction, crying. The bootleg joints and places closed up. And went to weeping and praying. That's what we need today. Not gather 150,000. Like they did the other day. Some of them saying, Hail Mary. And other ones saying something else. A little prayer and go out and get sociable, sociable drink. And go back. That's not a day of prayer. What we need a day of weeping. A mount. A morning, a waiting until God sends the Holy Ghost. His witness. Not an empty shell. Not an empty denomination. But deity tabernacle in men. Oh, I would read many of these quotes. But time is his first pen. Let us bow our head. Close our eyes. Heavenly Father. Send mercy. You said you shall pour the spirit of grace. 
upon the house of David and in the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And they will cry for you. As one that cries for his firstborn. Mercy would cause them to cry. And mourn. Lord God. Let mercy fall on us. Remove the hardness Lord. Remove the thorns. Remove the weeds Lord. Let our ground soften, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost come and, and break it. Until it. Lord, let us circumcise the, 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 the flesh of our hearts. Let mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. While you call it Oh, you're going to go inside. 